ago since I prepared something to share with with uh, with you people and uh, it's a whole different crowd this year so a lot of my stories I can use again because uh, there's a whole lot of new people here last night was uh, my uh, I, I shared last night and I, I said to Mark that's hard it's hard sharing I'd sooner farm or look after pigs and try to preach a message it's just something that if you don't do it all the time and it's like when you watch Mark you think hey it's easy he just jumps around here and it just comes natural for him right and uh, so I'm a little rusty and so just bear with me but uh, I really feel that the message that uh, God has placed on my heart is is really dear to my heart and uh, it's uh, called what is ministry what is ministry and who are ministers and so I uh, just wanted to as we heard already this morning, and every time I hear uh, Mike share, he's caught it. You know, we're all, he, he catches it. He basically he grabs onto it and runs with it. And like, you know, it, it's just so exciting to be around a person like that, who just, uh, yeah, I'm not here just wasting time. I'm here because God has put something in my hand. I need to do something with it. I need to bless somebody with it. And uh, if you ask Mike how his week is, he'll tell you. And it's an encouragement to hear. Like, I remember the one time he shared about, uh, he was just frustrated, and, and his boss was frustrated, and he says, he felt on his heart that God wanted to say to, to his boss, I, we just need Jesus in this situation. And he, he, he was bold enough to say that. And so, you know, when we put our full dependence in everything we do in Jesus, knowing that, hey, there is an answer, and we're willing to ex- uh, ask for the help, that we just become more confident in who we are in Christ. So just starting off here, what is ministry? And uh, I just thought, well, we'll get a definition. The, the, the definition of it is one in the service of God, a representative and a servant of a master, or, of course, the master being God. All right, then there's another word that we always hear in the Bible, and you know how the Bible, some of these words you think they're not really, we don't use them that much today. And when you, when you ever walk up to somebody and say, hi, you're a disciple, or, you know, you're a disciple. You know, you don't hear that word used very much. So you think, okay, what, what do we, basically, what is a disciple? A disciple is a, basically a student, a learned, a pupil of some teacher. The word implies the acceptance in the mind and the life of the views and the practices of the teacher. And our teacher, of course, is Jesus. Okay, the teacher now, Jesus was the example the teacher that he has sent with us, which we, should, you know, we got to be thankful for, that when Jesus left here, he didn't leave, leave us empty-handed. He sent his Holy Spirit. And as I prayed earlier, the Holy Spirit comes and inhabits the praises of his people. And we know the Trinity, the three in one, God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit. They all have their function. And the Holy Spirit is here this morning, and he's got to help me get through this. And I'm thankful that he is the teacher that will give me the words to say, that I'm not on my own that uh, he's there to give us the boldness to be able to speak the word. Okay, the, so Jesus being our teacher, of course we have to become more like him. So of course the only way we're going to find that out, we need to read the Bible, go to Bible studies, go to places where we can hear the word and renew our mind. We need to renew our mind with the word of God. And, and, and if you read through the Bible, whenever Paul or the, the disciples went in anywhere and preached the gospel, they would become filled with the Holy Spirit to a fullness, to an overflowing, and they would begin to speak with boldness. That's basically, Mike was a different person before he received the Holy Spirit. Now that he's received the Holy Spirit, he has that boldness. He has that excitement. He is, he's ready to share. 
So he is a minister of the Word of God. And you know, so often we, we, we think, oh, Mark's our minister. But after today, I hope through this service, you realize Mark's not the only minister in, the, in Kingsway. That there is a lot of ministers in Kingsway. And so I'm just going to give you an example, and I'm just going to see what you... Uh, Friday night, we went to Port Dover. And this was a little thing, that incident we happened. And so I had taken my grandsons. We had a little bit of supper, and they wanted ice cream for dessert. So we went on the pier, and there's an ice cream place there. And we went in there, and we had kind of talked a few times with them before when we had bought ice cream. And uh, so this lady started serving us, and, she, and we, we gave her our order. And uh, so I asked her, I says, oh, are you married yet? And she had told us that she was going to be getting married and stuff like that when, when her fiancé had been around. But she was all alone this time. And so I says, you know, did you get married yet? No, no, it's in three weeks, she says. And, and then she started saying, oh, and, and I don't have anything ready. And she says, and London is calling me. And, and all of a sudden she started tearing in her eyes and she started crying. And she's, she's sitting there, oh, I'm sorry, she says. And she's scooping her ice cream. And, and uh, so uh, I said, kind of looked over the chair and I said, oh no, we, I think we opened a can of worms here, you know. And uh, so anyway, we began to, well, she says, just, you know, ask her how, you know, oh, you have any family. She says, yeah, I have some daughters in university in London. And I says, uh, so I finally said to her, I says, uh, well, how about your fiance? Well, he never, he never helps me and never helps me get anything done. And I thought, I said to her, I said, well, it's not going to get better if you marry him. And I thought to myself later, I thought, oh dear. I'm usually not that blunt and that bold, but then, of course, she's still, and then it just got worse, just crying more, and uh, finally, my ice cream was coming up. She was making mine, and it was uh, my favorite, of course, an orange creamsicle. You know, there, of course, my, she's sitting there scooping, and things falling off, and she's getting, so I said, oh, just stick it in a cup. I said, that's fine. Just put it in a cup. You know, it's fine. I'll have it in a cup. Oh, she, she does that. And so there she gives us, and we give her the money and stuff, and she, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, no. You know, we're, we're here for you. We're, you know, we're, we're here to support you. And then basically we just kind of left. And I thought, wow, do you call that ministry? What do you think? Was that ministry? It was, you know, and, and so, you know, once you realize that, hey, you're not expecting it. But yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a, basically, maybe it was a warning for her. Somebody was there caring enough about her to ask her, oh, you know, how are things going? She basically realized, well, maybe they're not going so good. So, you know, so of course now it's, it becomes a burden. You think about this lady, you know, it's hard to get her off your mind now. So, I, so now what I do with that, I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to just pray for her. Pray for that relationship and whatever happens, happens. Lord, I just give it in your hands, but I'm just going to intercede for her. And so that, again, is a type of ministry. When God puts a burden on your heart for somebody, you minister. Okay, so that was just a little bunny trail there. He went down, but... Just to kind of give you an example of what ministry is all about. Okay. We're, someone who says, I'm available, is somebody who is available to be a minister. If you, as soon as you do that, God is going to put people in your path. God is going to... And the thing is, so often we look for these big things. We look for big things. But a lot of times it's just little things. I do it at the grocery store. You know, sometimes I'll just study somebody who's... Uh, when you're, you're checking out or something, you just study the person. And sometimes they're just so frustrated. And then you just say something positive. They look at you. And it's, you know, that's just a little tidbit for them. They encourage them to, hey, you know, you'll get through this, you know. And uh, okay, so I just want to go to uh, 
Acts 9.36, who, in the Bible, it just shows us a few incidences of ministry. And this was kind of something I probably should have known, but I didn't. But that, well, we'll read it, and we'll, we'll go through it. Do, do we have it up here? Oh, in a minute. Okay. She's paging through it. But it's, it's um, being a disciple is another thing. I thought, okay, disciples, whenever you hear disciples in the Bible, you always think of men. Men, the 12 disciples. Jesus picked 12 disciples. When you, uh, and then, and just for some reason, I just, I, I guess I just missed that, that here it says here, there was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which means in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. Okay, it doesn't say disciple. In my Bible it does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Different, con okay, so uh, basically, <laughs> did it come? All right, so she was a disciple. There it said she was a disciple. And if it goes on into the story, she dies. And then Paul comes into town and basically raises her from the dead. And it just, her ministry was looking after the poor and through sewing of clothes. And, and it just, when they were, the widows were all around there, they were wailing and, and, and grieving for her. And then when, when uh, Peter came, he came and he spoke life back into her. And she came and she, and she uh, rose from the dead. Okay, so, so it means, okay, men, women. Okay, now, how about children? What did Jesus say to the children? Suffer the little children to come unto me, he says in his word. The children are, are for theirs, for such is the kingdom of heaven. The children were very important in Jesus' eyes, too. I just think so often little kids, and I can attest to it, and I know there's families here, that they bring their kids' as friends to church because they want to come to church. Why? Because they're, the children, they want their friends to get saved, right? I know the Hutima family is big for that. They have a whole tour. They got to go around and pick all these kids up. Well, it's, it, it works because McDonald's caught it. They don't have great food, but they draw the kids. And that's what happens. And I think if we catch that as a, as a church, the children can minister to their friends. Like if, it, if, it, if it's an example that it's, it's modeled in front of, there you go. Okay, so, uh, you know, so if in the family, we encourage our kids and, and, and we share with them. When they sh they'll do the same thing to their children. When you bring the children out, many times the parents get curious and they want to come out too. So, it's a, so, so basically, all of us are called to minister. Now, there's another... Uh, spot in uh, Acts 6, 1 through 4. I don't know, it's warm in here. I'm just nervous. Um, in Acts 6, 1 through 4, the choosing of the seven disciples to look after the widows. So there it's, it doesn't, it, it's, it basically again calls them the disciples. But there it also gives a description of a disciple. And the description was that they were full of the Spirit and of wisdom. Okay, now many of us belittle ourselves by saying, oh, we don't have wisdom. We don't, I don't know the Bible very good. But the thing is, we know enough to allow the Holy Spirit, and that's what the teacher, the counselor, it's not us. We're the vessel that God wants to use. So we have enough knowledge in the situation God's going to put us in, and if we don't, he'll give us the words to say. And if we realize that, that, hey, I don't have to know the Bible as good as Mark, Sure, it's a goal. It's important that we study and we read the Bible. But 
when God puts someone in your path, he'll also give you the tools that you need to speak to that person. So being full of the Spirit. And so I don't believe that when we get too full of the Spirit, what happens? It becomes an overflowing. Then we want to, we want to uh, pass it on. We want to uh, give it out. Okay, in James 2, 14 through 7, is the why. So I just tried to... So why do we minister? Okay, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can the kind of, this kind, that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give the person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So I think it's so often... You know, we, we, we uh, and I know I was brought up that way too. While well, I go to church and I, I, I do the right duties, it's all by doing. But there's also the step further, and you have to begin to share it. One of the things that uh, me and Sharon were talking about, her dad and her uh, uncle used to have a, a construction business together, and every time they went in the restaurant, they would pray. And so they were, it wasn't only, they, were, they had faith, but they were also showing through their actions that, God was important in their life. So they would, at their, in the restaurant, they would basically pray for their meal. And so they would pray, and then finally, uh, he got a phone call one time. Well, and they, need, they needed some work done, and they were contractors, they were builders. They got a phone call, and, and uh, the people said, well, we see you in the restaurant, and we see that you prayed for your meal, so we wanted to give you work. So we wanted you to build our home. And so, you know, you think, hey, there's maybe not a lot of fruit from showing it but what there was it was an exam they were making the example they they appreciated the food they asked for a blessing for their food and somebody seen it and and god rewarded them for that <clears throat> and, and another example was last sunday we went to dnds for uh, lunch after church and uh, i overheard the people in the next table and they had gone to triple c camp for the church service they have a ch- church service there and it's a christian camp out in lake erie it's actually the camp that uh, Sharon's dad had founded. He was the founder of that camp uh, probably 30-some years ago. And uh, these people had gone to Triple C, and there was a good speaker. And so they were just talking. So then I kind of overheard it, and there was a table behind it. So then I said, oh, so how was, who was speaking there? And we got, and so afterward, when he left, he basically said, oh, he says, we're so glad we came, and we could meet you guys, and we could, you know, talk together. You know, and so often I think, just in a little thing like that, you think, oh, well, you know, it just so happened, but it was, we could encourage each other. You know, they were getting, it was a type of ministry again. Okay, so putting our, our faith into action. Faith, we can have all kinds of faith, and I know for years I was that way. I had all the knowledge in the world. We can have all, you know, we can, we can know it all, but if we never use it, we never apply it in our life, if we never um, share it with anybody, it's basically dead. It's, it's useless. So once you get it, you want to tell others. You want to do something with it. You got the treasure. The Bible uses an example in there too. There, you found the treasure. You go and you, you sell everything and you go for the treasure. And I think that's sometimes what we need to do. We got to, sometimes we have to give up some stuff. Go for the treasure and begin to share it. Change our lifestyle a little bit and say, hey, 
now this is important to me. There's other things that aren't so important to me. I put a comment in here, and, and, and basically new believers are fun to be around and exciting. Why? Because it's all exciting. It's new to them. And so often I say to, to, say to Sharon, too, you know, if we could just get that excitement back to when we got saved, how we're excited about, you know, what the Lord had done in our lives. And so, it's, uh, so sometimes it's, it's good to be around. Just get, get around them and hear their testimonies and, and begin to grab onto that and say, hey, yeah, I want to be more like that. I want to I see results. I want my faith to be alive again and, and working. And... Okay, and another th- reason why is God gives us gifts and talents. <clears throat> and there's, of course, the parable. We can bury them. We can bury them in the sand and basically do nothing with them. Or we can multiply them. We can use them. And, and, uh, and by using them and by bringing others to the kingdom is basically is, is multiplying your talent, your giftings, finding people that are like, like, like you and, and that you can encourage and build up. So it's, it's so important that realizing that we don't want to be that person who comes and, oh, I buried it, I was a, you were a tough master and whatever else. We want, we want to be able to say, hey, we want to use it for advancing the kingdom. So those gifts and talents you have, everybody here has them. And so often we think, well, no, I'm not good at anything. Well, I look at Mark Willard. He goes down in the rumble room, and he's grandpa down there with all these little kids. Is that ministry? When, yeah, I think so often so many little kids want to see an older uh, couple. Gwen's there with them. They're there just as grandmas and, and grandpa and just being there. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's so neat to see that, hey, I'll sit in the rumble room. Now, uh, and I've got to know Mark a little bit. Probably if he began to speak to these kids, it would be too complicated for him because he's a very knowledgeable man. But, but uh, it's so neat to see that, no, I'll just do where, you be used where I can be used. And uh, so just finding that spot that you really say, I can, I can be used, I can be, I can be used to minister. God has a plan for all of us. I think it's so, it's so important that we... Uh, we begin to realize that, hey, I'm not here by accident. I'm not here by, uh, like, as a mistake. I'm here for a purpose. God has put me on this earth, and to find out why he has put us here. The Bible tells us he's put us here to prosper, be healthy physically and spiritually, and, and to have an abundant life, a life that we can say at the end, it was, it was, you know, it was well done. Now, good and faithful servant is basically what we want to hear in the end of our life. <clears throat> and so, that's why we're here, to, to, to find the plan that God has for us. The exercise of gi- giving it away is, is so important that we just, of course, we receive and give it away. We have a treasure, an eternal life to offer. We all have a story. John Stegan did a bunch of teaching on your story. What is your story? It's so important to realize, oh, I don't think my story is very big or very, not much has happened in my life. But you know, we all, when we find that treasure, there should be a transformation in our life. And that story could also, somebody else could be able to receive from that and say, oh yeah, I've been there. I was there. And now I want what you have. So, so we're, we're going to run that again, actually, this, uh, this fall, uh, how, to, how to write your story, how to share your story. So uh, just if you're interested in that, it would be something to look forward to. Um, all right, so 
how do we how do we do it? And I'm just going to kind of sum this up: is keep it simple. Basically, so often, you know, and I know even for myself, you, I grew up in the church all my life, so my story is different than some of you's. But you know, we can we can have religious words and whatever. But for myself, I really believe if we keep it simple. So often we think, oh, we need to quote scripture, or we need you need to know the scripture. It's important. You need to know the biblical principles, but you need to be able to. Uh, use it in today's terms. Be able to share it. And so often, you're sharing life. When you, when that lady in Port Dover, I didn't give her any scripture, but I was there and I showed I cared. And that's the word. That's God flowing through you, using you. And um, just being more confident that, yeah, when I talk to somebody, always have that kind of in your mind, Sometimes we just need to be a listening ear. And when you talk to that, that somebody, you, don't need, you just need to hear them out. And as they unload, just give little inputs, give little tidbits. And that's a lot of times all, they, that's all they're looking for is a listening ear. There are many people that bottle it up, that don't, you know, they just don't think anybody's interested or don't realize that they need to get it out of their, you know, get it out of their system. So being that listening ear, sometimes that's what you, all you are. They're, they're, they're not looking for answers they just need somebody to dump on, and you're there for them. My, that's sometimes my biggest problem. I want to fix them. I want to give answers. I want to fix them, and, and I've had it before. Just, you know, no, I don't need an answer. I just, I just, just want you to hear me out, and so often being that listening ear is ministry. Making a phone call. If God places somebody on your heart, you, it's not by chance that all of a sudden somebody's name comes through your mind or you start thinking about somebody or some situation. That doesn't happen by chance. Many times God is putting that on your heart and he wants you to pray for that person. I used this last night and I remember one night I was woken up. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I looked at the alarm clock and I was wide awake and one of my fellow brothers was on my mind. His name was Jerry. And I knew... I started praying, I started praying, and basically, I thought, this is serious. He wanted, he was going to kill himself. He was going to commit suicide. He had just had, had the end. He was at his end. Eh? I thought, so I began to pray, and I just inter- you know, basically interceded. I thought, do I talk to him about this later? It was about four or five day, days later, I ran into him, and I says, Jerry, you were on my heart heavy the other night. And I says, uh, you okay? He says, well, that night I wasn't. And so, for myself... I thought, oh, I was thankful. I was obedient, and I began to intercede. Because I know I prayed, and then it was like it was over. That was all I needed to do, and I fell asleep again. And so often, I think if we realize it it could be a life and death situation. It could be something that God wants to use you. If you're available, you make yourself available, he's going to use you in situations like that. Facebook is a good place to minister. We had somebody last night shared about how on Facebook, one of the young children had just lost, or young youth actually, had lost their mother a few years ago, and he had put something on Facebook that really encouraged a bunch of other people on how he was now overcoming being the loss of his mother. And so somebody shared that, how that had blessed them, and, and so there was ministry done. He came, went and they had, you know, gave a hug. And... Uh, so there's, and so one of the things too, and that, that had just happened to me this uh, few weeks ago, there are people that just give and give and give. They just minister all the time. You think, you know, they're going to wear out. 
and there was a, actually a friend of mine's mother was that way. And she basically, uh, gardening, sewing, cooking, you know, she was just, just unbelievable what she did for everybody. She gave and gave and gave. And then later in her life, like just a few weeks ago, basically she just was, had a stroke. She had, um, her health was failing. She couldn't hear anymore. She had the whole, and so this poor lady just could not go on living. She just, and so, you know, you think how important she was a part of the body of Christ. She literally took her life, 87 years old, took her life because she just didn't want to be a burden. And it just, you know, just almost breaks you through the heart to, to realize this lady who gave all her life to her children, to neighbors, like there was at the memorial service, it was just unbelievable what this person done. And I thought to myself, where is the body? Because, you know, we're all part of the body of Christ. We're all, she was a part of that. Where did we miss it to a degree? You know, there are some people like that have such a hard time receiving the ministry back again. You know, they're givers, they're givers, they're givers. But I think it's so important, too. As a body, we recognize those kind of people also have needs. We need to, we need to be there for them, too. Because, hey, obviously, you know, we, you know I, I wouldn't say we missed it, but it was. You know, you think, oh. And so that, as people, you know, if you're a giver and somebody wants to bless you, be open. Say, yeah, I'll receive it. It's, sometimes it's hard for, the, for those kind of people to receive back again. Because, no, they're, they're, they want to fix everything. They want to give. Be givers. And so that was a, kind of an eye-opener and something that, yeah, it took a while for me to get over. It's just, wow, how could somebody who is such a giving, loving person not realize that other people need her, want her and need her? Another thing I... We as a, a fellowship, we do attendance. So we try to, and when we have a lot of visitors, it's hard because there's a lot of no names on there. So if you get asked as a visitor what your name is, it's because we want to keep track of people that come. And so often, you know, we, th- we come to church and you think, oh, we're just coming to hear a message, to get encouraged, to get built up, to hear the word, get a word from the Lord. But you know, if we're all a body of Christ, we're all believers, and one of the members is missing, say my hand is missing from my body, I would realize that hand is missing. And that, if we look at that as if we're all part of the body of Christ, and one of somebody's seats are empty that you know normally somebody's sitting in there, you miss them. So for me, I miss them. And okay, maybe that's a bit my character. I know Dick DeVries is the same kind of guy. If there's somebody missing, he makes a phone call after a few weeks and say, hey, where have you been? Or Liz, Liz is another one that does that. And that's something we've done as a church. As we, that's why we keep track of that. There's people missing for a few weeks. We give them a phone call, find out why they've been missing. And it's amazing. We had one family that been coming for a while, and all of a sudden they didn't come for a while. So we uh, made the phone call, and they said, well, says, well, we have no money to put in the collection plate. And, uh, and so that's why we kind of feel awkward of not, you know, coming to church. Well, I know Pastor Mark basically said, Hey, do you have money to feed your family? Well, well, no, not really. So if we were right there as a church. We, we came, brought them, you know, gift, uh, brought them groceries, looked after them, and stuff like that. So that phone call basically drew somebody back into again. The parable in the Bible, but the lost sheep that gets gone to wanders off. That's not only, that's everybody's responsibility because we're all part of that body. So once you realize, you see somebody missing, if you've missed somebody sometime, that's, a, that's another ministry that God's called us to do. And another thing which is, I think, hard for a lot of us, 
is to be transparent, be open, and share. That, basically, the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. Ask for help. Sometimes we need help. We need others around us to surround us and to encourage. So it's nothing wrong with giving somebody a call when you feel down and say, hey, I want, I need prayer. I need encouragement. I need being built up. Staying connected. There are some characters, like for myself, I need people around me. They energize me. They encourage me. They build me up. My wife's a little different. She likes sitting on the couch and relaxing and having her space and nobody bothering her. That's what energizes her. That's what encourages her. That builds her up. It's okay. I don't have to, she don't have to be like me. We probably wouldn't be able to live together. So it's, uh, but staying connected in your own way, finding how you need to be connected and, and how you need to, what you need to have that abundant life that God wants for you. I uh, kind of always uh, ask Roger for advice because, you know, he plays the role of God in our movies. And so, you know, he has a lot of wisdom. So I said, Roger, you go to Just John's quite often and have meals and stuff. Like, are you much of a witness there? He says, yep. I come out Saturday nights, I come out of church, and I go and sit on the bar, and I put my Bible right on the counter. And I says, oh, then what? He says, you know, you have to be real careful and very, very uh, gentle with these people because that's a big enough threat when they see the Bible come on the, on the, on the bar, bar counter. But he's there being a witness, a shining light. Did, you, did Jesus go to places like that? He did. And there was a change. Was it all instantaneous change? With Jesus, many times we've seen, according to the Bible, there was a lot of instantaneous changes. But um, again, the society we're in, I think maybe Christianity, religion has got a kind of a label. And I think as Kingsway, we're trying to change that. But we love and accept people for who they are and where they are. And we let the Holy Spirit do the ministry and, and do the rest. And so I think it's so important that we... Uh, we realize that all of us, from no matter what age we are, we can minister. And you know, even the little baby in the buggy, you get so much attention when you're as an old grandpa running, walking down behind your baby. So many people go, oh, it's a type. And you can get to know people and you can talk to these people and, and, and give a word there too. So I hope this become clear that, that you all recognize and realize you're all ministers. You're all uh, children that basically with a childlike faith can be used by God if you make yourself available to them. Okay, I'd like to pray with you. Father, we just thank you that you've called each one of your children to be servants. Father, that... As Jesus was our example. Father, that he was the carpenter's son. He, was, he, came across, he didn't come across as somebody that was unreachable, unattainable. But he was an example of day-to-day -day life. Father, he spoke life wherever he went, Father. And we know that we have that same Holy Spirit. Father, when Jesus was baptized, he came up by the water. And he just began the ministry. And, Father, the same with us. Let us come up out of that baptism water and, and realize the power that we have. That, Father, no matter where we go, when we're in tune with you, Father, we are shining lights. That, Father, that where, where we go, darkness flees. That, Father, we recognize the power that you've instilled in us. 
as, as children, your children. And so, Father, help us to just meditate on that this week. And Father, that as opportunities come our way, that, Father, we'll just speak life into those situations, that we'll just be who you want us to be. Help us to recognize our giftings, Father. And Father, as, as if we, we have a gift that we're kind of shy about, that, Lord, that we will become bold. Ask someone to, to help us to develop that gift. Father, we just ask for a blessing on each person here. Father, that, uh, that they'll grow closer to you, that they'll, that, Father, that you, they'll, they'll rely on you for every need that they have. And, uh, Father, you, your word says that you'll never leave us or forsake us, and that you'll meet all our every need. Father, bless our time now of fellowship as we minister one to another. Father, that, uh, it, that we become bold in, in, in ministry, more bold in ministry. In Jesus' name, amen.